Hello and welcome to episode 147 of the Rollo and Slappy Show. Today is June 3rd, 2019. I am Rollo McFlugel and with me is Slappy Jones 2 and we are both from McFlugel.com. The show notes page for this episode is McFlugel.com slash 147 where uh, if we post links to things we talk about, it will be there as well as ways to check out our sponsors and other things we like, including LibertyMugs.com where you can buy libertarian-themed mugs and t-shirts and some other awesome stuff in there. So uh, before I hand it over to Slappy Jones 2, I'm dealing with some uh, fun allergies this week. So if you hear me sniffling, that is why, and I apologize. So I'll try to not have my face in the microphone when I'm doing that. So Slappy, do you want to introduce our episode? Show. What's up? Rallo, thank you everyone for listening. Um, today we're going to talk about a question which I guess comes up because of our recent Bitcoin episodes or recent and not so recent Bitcoin episodes. Uh, we've been talking about Bitcoin for a little while. Uh, Rallo recently had a discussion or yeah, a debate on Bitcoin maximalism with, um, uh, who was that with, Chris? Uh, oh, at Zaphoid. Zephoid yeah. over on uh, Peaceful Treason podcast, which was a pretty good episode and a good discussion. Um, it was actually conducted, I thought, pretty well. Um, everyone was respectful, um, and uh, it was it was a lot of good points were brought up. So if uh, you're done li- when you're done listening to this episode, maybe you should go over and check that one out over at Peaceful Treason. But the question is because it is a very um, what's the word? Should we say toxic at points, times, toxic? Yeah. Contentious, maybe. Yeah. It, it gets very contentious and people get angry and sling insults at each other. And so the question is, what do we do? And this, this could go with pretty much any topic, but uh, in particular Bitcoin, because we've been talking about it recently. Uh, what do you do with people when they're wrong? Do you let them back into the group? Like, how do you handle that? So we could even talk about Peter Schiff, and he's against crypto altogether and thinks crypto is never going to take hold. He says it has no value. It's a fad. It's a bubble. It's going to burst. Stick with gold. Um, if he is wrong and Bitcoin does become the currency and Peter Schiff says, okay, you guys were right. What, what, what do you think of him? Does that discredit him? Should we continue to listen to him on other topics? Um, is that kind of where you want to go with this, Rollo? Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's there's about a million directions we could take. Oh, I know. And there's a million topics. I just, Bitcoin was sticking in my head yeah. uh, because of just how we've been getting more involved in it over the last year. So uh, what do you think, Rollo? I mean, let's talk about uh, someone like a Roger Veer. Or there's several others, Bitcoin Cash people. Sure. It gets contentious. Now we'll do the hypothetical. Bitcoin, you know, we'll say Bitcoin Cash goes to zero. Most of the altcoins go to zero. And now we have Bitcoin and people are pretty pumped. They say, this is awesome. I've been in the crypto space. I saw this coming, doing victory laps for, for Bitcoin. What do you think about that? What do you think we should do? Yeah, I, I think it depends on the situation and the person, but I think Peter Schiff's a good example because I don't know. Well, uh, he, did you listen to his recent debate with uh, Safedina Moose? 
I did. Okay. Um, and I've heard him talk about Bitcoin and gold and his understanding of both. And when he, when he ends up trying to talk about Bitcoin and criticize it, and he talks about the intrinsic value of gold and how he doesn't think that value in that case is, is subjective. Um, it really kind of makes you wonder is like, does he just really not get it? Does he not understand uh, subjective value or is he, or does he, and he's just not for whatever reason, whether it's because he, he still wants to sell gold or he just isn't comfortable with the, with the electronic money, like Bitcoin, you know, what, what is his deal? And I think that kind of matters because if he just doesn't understand it, then, you know, I think you, I'm willing to be, uh, uh, a lot give a lot more ground to someone um but he's a guy that that is very against it makes pretty bad arguments in my view so um i mean the thing is if bitcoin if and when bitcoin does become money i mean it would kind of be silly if he starts using it and kind of says like hey well you know i, I guess i'm wrong to really kind of like slam dunk on him too much because that is what we're like that's the whole point of everything we've been saying is that bitcoin's going to become money and if bitcoin's going to become money and that means everyone including peter schiff is going to be using it so i mean it shouldn't be like this shocking event that um you know no one saw it, it would be like uh let's give a sports analogy if there was a I don't know. Who's a really bad uh, football team? Dallas Cowboys. Okay. So, yeah, Dallas Cowboys are awful, <laughs> and they're really, really bad, and you've got a really, really good team, and the Philadelphia Eagles are going to play them. And uh, the Dallas Cowboy fans, that whole week before the game, they're trash-talking the Eagles and saying how, oh, the Cowboys are going to beat them. And uh, everyone's kind of like, as, as an Eagles fan or, or anyone with half a brain, you're kind of watching all this and being like, well, no, that clearly the Eagles are a better team. Uh, you know, kind of anything can happen, but at the same time, it's pretty clear that it's just the one team is so overmatched by the other one that it would be, you know, an unbelievable thing if, uh, if they didn't, if, if the Eagles lost to the Cowboys. So what's the point of like really beating your chest and everything to the entire world uh, to, when the Eagles end up beating them? Now, hopefully, you guys kind of like understood. We're kind of messing. That's actually not a very good example because uh, in professional sports, uh, even the worst teams in the league are perfectly capable of beating um, the best team in the league. But maybe, maybe a better example, one that doesn't require us to kind of be playing around with a joke, would be to say, like, "All right, well, what would happen if the the best uh, college team?" in the country or just a very good college team uh, played, played an average high school football team. Like there's just no way that the college team could lose. Basically Um, it would require a miracle of miracles. So is it, does it make sense to, you know, beat your chest and hoot and holler at the, at the, the people that supported the high school? 
school team it was an obviously in vain even if they actually believed it it was like it was insane for them to believe it um do you kind of see what i'm saying slappy with that yeah i know where you're going with it um i don't know i think that's a little different I, if, if I'm understanding your analogy correctly, I don't think it's exactly analogous because when you have a college football team and you have you know men who are 18 to 23 years old who've been lifting, they're stronger, they're faster, they're bigger, against high school kids who are 16, 17, 18 years old, anyone can pretty much look at that and say, I'm picking this guy. Whereas I don't think it's obvious with Bitcoin. I think it does take well, – uh, like Bitcoin is – I'm saying, as Peter Schiff was saying, I'm saying that the maximalists or, or people that are saying Bitcoin's going to become money are the ones that. See oh, that. I see what you're saying. So, and then if they were right in the end, like, you know, if Bitcoin maximalists are correct and it does become money, is it worth when when you saw it all along? Is that where you're going with it? Yeah. Then then it's that. Whereas if it's just like a two teams that are kind of evenly matched, they go at it, and it's. You know, like it make a little bit more sense to be excited and beat your chest at the other side when your team wins, or, or if you're an underdog. Good team. Yeah, sure. Um, the difference would be, and, and so for that, it would be like, all right, well, you guys lost, and they would probably be like, oh, okay, well, all right, we got smoked 800 million to nothing. So, all right, I guess we we're wrong. Um, I don't really see the point of rubbing it in their face unless uh, one of the people supporting that high school team was doing it for a reason uh, that wasn't actually really on the up and up, that he was trying to make people believe that this high school team had a chance of winning because he was going to be able to make money off it and a lot of it. Uh, so that's where there's a difference with some of the people in the altcoin space that are, that are supporting it for... <laughs> just for grifting purposes because they see an opportunity to make profit off people. And so they basically are willing to lie to them to get money off them at the expense of them uh, supporting something that will uh, be more beneficial to them in the long run or in the short term even. So how do you deal with someone like that? Because I think that's very different than someone who just like, just doesn't get it. And I'm not. I'm not saying well, that Peter I, I, is either of these. I mean, I would have. I think he has. To, I think he's saying. I. I think Peter Schiff is understands he's twisting certain things. I don't know how much he understands, or just has chosen not to understand some of these. Things. I don't think it's as easy as just saying you don't understand or chose not to understand because I do think this is something totally different that people aren't used to, uh, like in that in that debate and and this is i am going to actually kind of defend peter shift in a way shift in a way in that he kept calling it a commodity or like a product but you can't hold it and safedine had to keep telling him it's a protocol and i don't think like peter shift didn't stop and say wait 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 what's a protocol what, what are you talking about um i don't think he was getting that i, I mean i i, I well, really that, don't that's why i'm trying i'm not trying to say that because I, when right. I transitioned to saying that there's someone trying to make money off them and, and they're obviously but what about this? I'm not I, the reason I brought shift back up was because I was trying to say that I don't know. I have some ideas for certain things, sure. but I don't know. And this is this is good because you know I had to deal with a guy that you're really not sure about. Well, I'm not sure about almost everyone. 
Um, I really don't like some people who are doing certain things. Uh, maybe it's their style that turns me off. Maybe it's the way they debate. I don't know. Um, I have opinions, but I don't know for sure. I'm not in their head and I never will be. Right. And so I can never know for sure. And what if, as Saifedean said in that debate, what if, and as Peter Schiff said, and this is Peter Schiff's prediction. So say the governments eventually get back on a gold standard because they see Bitcoin coming. Saifedean says that will kill Bitcoin. And Peter Schiff is saying, well, that's what's going to happen. So then if that did happen, which again, I don't think it will. I'm, I'm pretty sure you don't think it will. Right. But if it did <laughs> um, and it killed Bitcoin, then do we say we were the ones who were grifters or liars or you are doing it to make money or and now Peter Schiff is the genius again because it is possible. I, I don't think it's likely. I actually don't know how possible it is, but Peter Schiff's smarter than I am. Now he's also runs a gold company, uh, which should be kept in mind. I mean, I, I do insurance and I believe that everyone who earns a living and depends on their income should insure that income uh, because it, one in four people entering the workforce are going to become disabled, miss three months of work during their career due to a sickness or an injury. I think everyone should have it. But you know what? That means three out of four people are not. And so you can be like, nah, he's just an insurance guy trying to sell me a product. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. He's just trying to make money. He just wants me to pay this stupid premium so he can get a commission. And then you go and you work till you're 67 and you never had a dis disability, which will happen to 75% of the people based on our current mortality, mor uh, morbidity tables. That's going to happen. And then at the end, he could say, see, I told you not to buy that. He would have, I would have had to pay $2,000 a year for 40 years. And I didn't, and I won because he was selling me a BS product. Is he wrong to say that? Yeah. I, I agree, but he doesn't. Yeah. And in his head, he really believes that it was a well, stupid product that he didn't need. So in his mind, he was absolutely 100% right. And I'm the one trying to scam him to get a commission. Right. Well, that's why if, if there's certain people that just are ignorant and are wrong, because we could say that. But I think that's more often than not. Sure. Well, I'm not, I'm not talking about the average person because it, it took a while. I mean, I had bad ideas about altcoins until about a year ago and bad ideas about money until the same time about a year ago. Right. Um, so I don't, I'm not saying that if, if you think the incorrect things about, you know, whatever that thou shalt, I think that was kind of the point of this whole episode that, you know, like, Oh, well, um, I agree with this guy on like 99% of things, but that 1%, ugh, I have to hate yeah, him yeah, now. Yeah. It's that whole like purity testing thing, which, uh, <coughs> and <coughs> sorry, it's out of hand, but the main difference between your example with selling insurance and uh, someone who's like a grifter and trying to take money is that you're not committing fraud by uh, talking about what 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 product you're actually selling as long as you're not lying and that's the thing if there's people that are selling altcoins that legitimately believe in what they're doing and are just ignorant about uh the technical stuff or the economic stuff then yeah i think they're wrong and i think they should be you know punished economically as a result which will just kind of happen naturally but i don't think that's the same at all as someone who knows exactly what they're what they're doing and are intentionally misleading like you brought up roger veer a little bit i mean there's no way that in my mind he's not 
intentionally misleading. Uh, we talked about it before on a couple episodes ago about Bitcoin.com, how it's just it's like so clear that he's trying to get people who want to buy Bitcoin to get them to end up buying. Bitcoin. He's trying to conflate to that. They're both just the right. same thing. Basically. No, I agree. I, I agree. Like, I don't like him, but I also don't know for sure. I really don't. I have a pretty strong opinion about it and I have a pretty confident opinion about it, but I don't know for all I know, he believes what he's saying. I, I really like, I'm, I can't, Get it? I know this is this is almost like the cop out argument. Like well, I can't get in his head, but I do. That that doesn't mean I don't have opinions of him. Well, yeah, and that's where it comes into this thing where we've talked before about why uh, the current court system and justice system doesn't work. Especially this is why the death penalty is such an awful thing. Is because at the end of the day, we really don't know what's going on in someone's head. We can get pretty sure and have a pretty good idea, but you can't say with 100% certainty. Now with Roger Veer, I will say with 99.99999. I'm pretty confident. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, you mix it in that he's just not a likable guy for yeah. someone who has uh, the views that you and I have. Um, but that doesn't mean that, you know, tying that in, it, the reason I brought up prison and the death penalty is that for one, for that small kind of thing that, uh, maybe we're wrong and there's that 0.001% chance that it's it's the other way. You don't want to kill someone over it. Not saying that we're going to kill someone who disagrees with Bitcoin maximalism, but yeah. that's one of the arguments against the death penalty is that, all right, is that is it worth it to kill that one innocent guy to kill these other people? And then even if you're not talking about the death penalty and just the normal prison and court and justice system that we have, um, you're taking someone that you like you, you're ruining their lives for something that you're not totally certain that, you know, all of the reasons. I mean, if you're sentencing to someone in, to prison for a while and, and trying to ruin their lives and punish them, you're saying that not only do you know for certain that they committed the crime, they also understood the crime. And on top of that, that they were doing it because they were just bad, evil and evil person. Um, now it certainly is the case that that can happen, but that's why I think that the, a free market solution, which we've talked about in mm -hmm. previous episodes is a much better way of doing it because you're, you're allowing kind of the market and people's interactions to kind of deal with these problems. And so for someone like Roger Veer, um, his reputation, if Bitcoin cash goes to zero, Roger Veer's reputation should take a huge hit and he should not be trusted <coughs> excuse me uh nearly the way that people do now and he should i mean i don't know what his holdings are maybe he's got all bitcoin and basically no bitcoin cash and so if bitcoin does take over his money he's not going to really be uh economically demoted that way but he's gonna he would probably lose out on future profit um and that's that's an issue for him so he's economically demoted that way, or at least not, well, he's not demoted, but he's, uh, he's lost the, the ability to, uh, take in more profits in the future. You would hope. Um, yeah, you would think, um, I know, or I believe didn't Peter Schiff get really popular basically for predicting the housing bubble. Mm -hmm. 
so I mean, and what happens? He could have guessed. He could have completely, and I don't think he did, but he could have completely guessed and uh, had gotten the economic demo- promotion as a result, made a lot of money off it, but he's going to be tested again. And when you get economically promoted, that means you have the ability to command more resources and money. And so if you are not able to uh, allocate them well and, and, and provide good services and products to people, then you're going you're gonna to lose it all. When, when you're shown wrong. So if, if he, if Peter Schiff if really is, well, I just mean that, that he's not yeah. going to, uh, not to get too technical here, but like, or like too nitpicky or actually, but most people who are billionaires got right once. Most of them aren't serial billionaires. Sure. Um, and that has a lot of things to do with motivation as, you know, a whole bunch of things, but, um, so you get that promotion and then whatever you do after that, it's like, I got a billion dollars. If I lose a million, oh, well, <laughs> you know, you're not really getting demoted that much. Uh, maybe well, your reputation, you're not gonna, depending gonna, on what you do and your reputation. Well, you're not going to be able to continue the same uh, trajectory as you were. Yeah, yeah, because if you I write a book, if you try to write a book about the thing you were wrong about, well, who's going to yeah, buy that? You're not going to get the speaking engagement. And I think right, that but does- he did predicted whether it was a guess or not i didn't read his book i Um, I read real crash i thought it was good yeah well i'm sure it was and it was i mean he's an austrian economist guy uh so i'm sure it was exactly what we would have predicted had i been at this point um back then it's what henry hazlitt talked about um but what if he's right he says his his one of his arguments is when Nixon took us off the gold standard, he said it was going to be temporary. I think he was right. I don't think he thought it would take this long, but I do think he's right. And so if it does, then, I mean, if it did happen, and he might, again, be guessing with a lot of predi- people who predict the future, including us, uh, at some level, it's a guess. We don't know for sure. I and mean, we have no, you, you just really, there's a lot of things that go into decision making which of course we've talked i believe we've talked about on a podcast about why we still why we think it's basically inevitable right uh that bitcoin will take over i think we did yeah. but there still has to be some level of doubt like it could just never happen um they could go back to a gold standard as Saifedean said and if that happens then peter schiff was right mm-hmm. and right here we're saying like because you know there was parts of that debate that it was kind of annoying. They were talking over each other a lot, and I was agreeing with Saifedean. So when when um, Peter Schiff would say something, sometimes I would disagree. It gets annoying when you're when it's against me, um, and I think he's wrong, especially when he was talking about intrinsic value and and things like that. I was kind of bothered by that. But if he is, ends up being correct, maybe I should reconsider what I was thinking. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that shows. And if he ends up being correct, then we're going to get economically demoted. His whole get economically promoted. Yes. And I hope that we're both ways. And I hope that we're accepted in, uh, in that community. Sure. I mean, and that's the thing it, and that's where I wanted to, I don't know how much I talked about it. Um, but when you said, when you were talking earlier about, uh, you know, making money off whatever you're doing, um, Obviously, me telling people that they should buy or it would be a good idea to buy Bitcoin because it's going to become money. I mean, that 
uh, creates a profit opportunity for me because the more demand there is, the more that uh, the price of Bitcoin is going to go up, all else equal. So there's certainly nothing wrong with supporting an idea or a product or service while also making money off it. Um, I certainly don't want people to get that idea from me that because someone's promote because someone has an, an opportunity to make money off something that that makes it wrong and they shouldn't be doing it because they can make money off it. Uh, I think profits and one of the best motivators there is. Um, so it's it's when <coughs> it's when it's done fraudulently, and uh, if you can go back and and prove that. I was being fraudulent with my claims and I was lying, then, you know, uh, I guess good luck. <laughs> I could certainly sit here and tell I mean, you that I, that I believe what I'm saying. Yeah, um, I've been that's wrong. Fair, that's, um, we've both been wrong about things in our lives, you know, but I don't, at least not in regards to the podcast or blog, I've never been fraudulent. I've never sure. been not telling you what I think. Yeah, and I think a big thing will be when a way you can kind of judge people we're getting an idea at least right now uh because this is not i don't think we're going to wake up tomorrow and bitcoin's going to be money and all coins are going to be worth zero and and everything else but you could see as as things move along and and go go around like how do you deal with being shown that you're incorrect i mean are you capable of saying um hey actually all right i was wrong about this and uh you know, I'll change change what I talk about and not try to, you know, just be a man about it and say, hey, I, I said this. I've now come to understand that it, the opposite is true. Uh, but we see people. You, you can look at it right now and, and watch things as they go go along and uh, going into Bitcoin, like the uh, the Lightning Network. Uh, you just see the. Uh, and, and the whole scaling debate, you see how the goalposts keep getting constantly moved um first uh you know oh you, you, bitcoin's gonna uh you know struggle so much because you didn't raise the block block size and uh and then it became well lightning networks vaporware it's never going to do anything and now it's oh well not enough people are actually running their own nodes to say that the lightning network's not a centralized thing and i mean as as the lightning network grows there's gonna be more like bad arguments against it. And when these people don't ever like admit, because it's not like they say, Oh, well, all right. Well, obviously this isn't vaporware. Um, but I see these other issues with it. That's not what's happening. It's, it's just a, a, a slick moving of the goalposts and mm -hmm. never actually admitting that you're wrong. So I think that gives clues to, uh, to the kind of people you're dealing with. And I don't mean to say that that's, well, so it, here's where I, I'll differ. Well, well, I'm not I'm not saying that's a hard and fast rule. I'm just saying that that that's something that you can look at to help nudge you in one direction or another because it's not easy to admit that you're wrong. Yeah, and I was going to say I think the default position of people is to be defensive when you're wrong. I don't think the default position or so I think it's more shows someone's integrity or character when they can admit they're wrong. That's why, I mean, we. how many people have we talked to these ideas to that make perfect sense to me? And you'll talk to someone who doesn't disagree, like everything you're saying, they go down like, oh yeah, you're right. This is, you know, taxation is theft. You're right. 
but they will never admit they're wrong and they continue voting and they continue supporting the system. And that's the overwhelming majority of people that I've come in contact with. So when someone is capable of changing their mind and saying, I was wrong, um, you were, you know, they don't even have to say you were right. I don't care. It's just, I was wrong. I changed. I, f I think that is the exception more than the rule. And I, I, if you want to talk like promoting, I can, or my opinion promotion or whatever of that person goes up. Whereas when someone doesn't, when someone doubles down, when someone keeps changing the goalposts, I just kind of, yeah, whatever. You're an idiot. That's right. what you want to do. But that's what I expect. Yeah. I guess I should have been more careful to, to, because like, I don't, for the people that they're just ignorant and they're arguing like that, then that's, you know, it's, the same thing I said before still applies. Like, all right, that's that's a lot more forgivable. It's when the people that are promoting something to, to be profitable. So if we're going to talk about the, the political thing, um, it's the people that are out there that are obviously in the know a little bit more but are able to, you know, use this as an opportunity to make money is I, I think is a lot different uh, – moving the goalposts sure who maybe but i like i look at let's say let's say peter Schiff. let's say peter Schiff. this is just a hypothetical everyone say he really does understand the bitcoin arguments and really understands how it works and when safedine's talking to him he's understanding everything and in his head he's thinking oh no this guy's right i'm wrong and then he doubles down anyway and he continues pushing gold would that be the kind of person you're saying is uh being fraudulent or you would hold lower or whatever yes okay so where i still differ and it's only because and i'm not saying that you're wrong this is just the way i think is you're talking to a guy who has been in gold for how old is peter schiff i, I don't uh, i don't know maybe late 50s yeah, I don't know. He might be in the 60s, 50s. I don't know how old he is. So let's, and I don't know how long he's been working with gold. My guess is about as long as he, maybe as long as he's been alive, given who his father was. He's studied a lot about it. He's been the authority on it. He's known it. And now it's like the ship's sinking and he's going to go down with it. For people like that, now that's not necessarily the people in the altcoin space, but I'm talking, this is very specifically about someone like Peter Schiff, who's been doing the same thing for 40 years and won't change. It, it's kind of like, I kind of accept that. And maybe that's again, because of business, like in my business and in pretty much every business, people are changing the way they're marketing. Yet there's a lot of people in the insurance business who want to do things the way it was done in the seventies and eighties. And they, and this is not even necessary. I'm not even really talking about my company, but just, broadly speaking with a lot of my clients who sell insurance they don't want to change and they're resistant to change and they made money in the past and they don't want to hear new ideas and i don't think that they're bad even if they know and people will tell me that i know i have to be online i know i have to do it this way and they but they don't change and so i don't i just kind of expect it like i don't ever i would not expect it would be nice if peter schiff would jump on with bit Bitcoin, but I certainly don't expect him to, and I don't hold it against him that he won't. But that's not, I don't think that's necessarily the guy you're talking about. Right. Well, even still, I mean, if you know, because I mean, I think that happens in every industry. It happens in my industry where people are resistant to change, but it's not because they're out there thinking like, well, it would be better for everyone. Or um, I don't think that's a lie, though, that if someone's resistant to change, 
and like you said, well, I know I should be online, but I'm just not comfortable with doing it. I don't think they're lying to, to anyone because the product is still the product. Um, now, if they were resisting change and doing it, I mean, they're doing it at the, they're selling a fake product to someone. If Peter Schiff knows, and again, this is all hypothetical. If Peter Schiff know, knows that gold is on, is dying and Bitcoin's going to take over, but he's still saying that uh, he that it, he's saying the opposite and that it's going to be here forever or for, for a very long time. And it's, it's a much better store of value, much better money than Bitcoin. I still think that's the same kind of fraud. Oh, sure. You can think, I mean, that's the end of the day. You can think whatever you want to think. I just don't, I'm more forgiving of people, even when they commit fraud, when they come around, uh, if someone was an obvious fraudster and eventually, you know, maybe they made a lot of money committing a fraud. I don't have to like them. I don't have to trust them. But if they came in and talked about Bitcoin, would I promote them? Probably not because I don't like the guy. But it's like, all right, he finally came around. Um, but maybe I'm just way too forgiving, which I've been told before. <laughs> well, and again, when I say I agree with you that like the, the solution is not to, you know, necessarily put his head on a stake and uh you know try to go after him but it, it should be that all right just ignore him and and maybe if he's if his next venture involves uh trying to scam other people then then you make people alert about it um like there's another economist that we all know i don't know i mean we can say his name but whatever why why try well maybe you will because you have a different opinion on these things who was very giddy jumping around about zero comps on bitcoin cash uh but i personally like a lot of his writing and still read them even though i think he's totally lost his mind when it comes to bitcoin cash that's very strange uh actually and all his arguments are very strange to me when it comes to cryptocurrencies when he writes about other things i think he's still pretty good and i still read them and still like a lot of his stuff um yeah but. i know here um I think we talked about him before. With we may that. have. Like, what do you do about that? Because yeah, he's. I think he's right about other stuff. And do you say like he's a? Uh, oh, because of this one thing. Even even if it's really bad, we have to say well because of this one thing you you no longer you don't pass the purity test and therefore uh, you should be uh, kicked out of the good graces forever. Um, for me personally, I kind of just don't take don't trust anything he says about Bitcoin or that space at all. And for me, like, I don't really, it makes it difficult for me when you're that wrong about something and that weird and odd about the way he's going about doing it, that, uh, it makes me, it doesn't prove that he's wrong about other stuff, but it makes me think twice about, uh, trusting him. So, I mean, for me personally, I kind of largely, ignore him generally now um and that's part of the risk of doing what he's doing is that he's going to lose people for everything uh it depends on the person uh, you're willing to still read and and take in the other stuff he says and you know maybe you i don't want to speak for you but maybe you, you you're look at it with a little bit more of a discerning eye than you did before um or maybe not uh, yeah, no, but I do, I do think, I mean, it, 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 there's no one I take as gospel. Sure. Yeah. But, but, um, 
someone like him, I mean, someone like, uh, you know, Murray Rothbard, he didn't seem like he was compromised in any like one thing. I know people can argue, oh, he turned weird right wing stuff towards the end. But I mean, if you look at his whole thing, he was he was reaching out to anyone he could. And he just towards the end of his life, he went reached out to the right wing, whereas earlier in his career, he was, he was trying to reach out to people on the left wing. But um, I guess my thing is, is that if you're, if you can be shown to be compromised in one area, uh, it, it, uh, it, it creates a better, a greater, oppor- greater chances that you can be compromised in other areas. Uh, yeah. So again, that, that doesn't, that doesn't disprove or say that, oh, you can't believe anything that he says about other things, but that's just kind of, kind of where I come from. Yeah, of course. And I, I do know what you're saying. Um, and that goes back to what we were originally saying is I have no idea if he knows what he's talking about or not. I mean, from what he's said, what I've heard him say and argue, certainly doesn't seem like he knows what he's talking about. Sure. Um, so, and you, yourself, and me, we're both into a lot of altcoins. I, and I know we've said this before. I, neither one of us thought uh, Mintcoin was ever going to be currency. We, I still put money in it, and I still made money on it. Um, and same with a lot of altcoins. But I think... I think, and I won't speak for you, but I did think some altcoins were going to be like really big and maybe take over and maybe be like a real currency in some um, in some way at yeah, one time. I remember after I took JW's JW Weatherman's course on the on Bitcoin and money, is that I remember talking to you afterwards and being like, "Well, he argues that money can only be one thing." Yeah, and we were and like, "Well, was, let's think about that, right?" Right, um, but. So oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying is I agree. I did not. I was not a uh, a Bitcoin maximalist. Sure. Now <laughs> say you never one. say we never came across JW. Counterfactual, I know. But say we never really came across this stuff, and say the only thing you've ever heard about Bitcoin maximalism is the stuff that's on the kind of fringes that everyone says is very toxic, which goes both ways. But why would you change your mind? I mean, you you took that course, which helped me come along. And even talking to Jay, we had JW on the show, and that was really good. Um, so there was a lot of things we did. And there was, you know, maybe we would be here anyway, um, but maybe not. Uh, because it wasn't that long ago that we were looking at altcoins. And I was telling people about altcoins. Um, no, so did I. Yeah. And so... <laughs> Let's say we never really knew about maximalism. We told people about altcoins. We believed in it. We made stupid arguments. Like what we would perceive today as stupid arguments back then. Um, and that's what I think most of the people are. Absolutely. Overwhelming majority. Even people who are very famous in our circles. Uh, not all of them, but um, I think even most of them do believe that certain altcoins will take off and be money or there will be multiple monies. And they believe they're thinking through this logically and rationally, and they believe it can happen. Um, and so that's all I want to say about them, I guess. I don't know what else, where else to go. I, um, you know, what <laughs> I know, uh, yeah, I don't know. No, I, I, I just I, don't want to, so I don't want to crucify almost anybody. And yeah, I've, I completely agree with you on that my thing is where i'm where i'm being more aggressive is where i'm just talking about 
and I'm not, and I'm not, and I hope it's not coming across that I'm saying that the people who understand that they they were wrong, but still proceed to yeah, yeah make yeah, that yeah, argument. Sure. That's the pe- those are the people that I think shouldn't should be dealt with differently. Now, how how we deal with them is is the other question. Well, uh, I don't even know how you know that. Um. You, I mean, like we were saying earlier, we because these are predictions of the future. Like things can change. Sure. You know, so like for example, if they went back on a gold standard. Now, if they did, I think we would change at that well, point. That's, that's why you have to have people explain their assumptions. It's like doing any sort of scientific experiment or any sort of like when you when you do any sort of calculation to predict anything, you make certain assumptions, and mm-hmm. in order for someone to uh, accept what your predictions are, it's extremely important to tell them what your assumptions are. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't, I mean, then they have, they don't have very good reason to, uh, to, to accept what you're saying. So like when you brought up with Saifedean, um, with saying, well, if, if, if governments accept, gold is money then i yeah i guess that could destroy bitcoin i mean if they actually did and and for many reasons we said before i don't think that's a practical thing Neither do if I. that happened if some if a major variable change if a major assumption changed or a major assumption was shown to be no longer applicable then i mean i don't think that impugns bad or evil or fraudulent intentions on the person that was making the prediction because now something's different like we can accept mm-hmm. You know that's that's the reason why you say your assumptions so people understand where you're coming from and, yes, and exactly. hopefully they're they're pretty exactly. agreeable. But thanks to public schooling, I don't think even most people do that. Ever. Right. Oh, and that's why with with tying this into libertarianism, and we say this again with with or I say with being more of a in in the cypherpunk uh, view of things that technology is going to change things that just makes the government obsolete. Mm-hmm. And so we don't need people to really Get even understand yeah. the ethics and the morality or even the economics of, of these things to reject the state. They're just going to have better options available to them. And I right. think the same thing is going to happen with Bitcoin becoming money and proving a lot of these people that like altcoins wrong. So they don't need to uh, necessarily become Bitcoin maximalists to start using Bitcoin as money. Yeah. I think it's just going to – that's what the market's going to bear. Totally agree with you. Do. Yeah, everything you said there, I completely 100% agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I was going to tie that into something, but uh, and so yeah, that's why like you don't need people, certain people to like uh, to come out and say, oh, you know what, I was wrong about this because I don't expect people, I don't hold it against the vast majority of people uh, that their status uh, they support the government is it's because they never thought about these ideas before. Um. And well, not that they never thought about it. Around them agrees with it. Sure, it's just why would your TV, your sporting events, your parents, your friends, and then you hear someone say something, even if it makes sense, you're going to get your guard up. Yeah, and so that's why I I, I try to be patient with those kinds of people because they're also my friends and my family. So I can't just like you know, oh, you you disagree with me, therefore, yeah. (laughs) Do the do the the, the new thing and just defoo everyone. Yes. That questions it. Yes. And I think it's the same with with the Bitcoin stuff. Now, 
Um, and even the people that, because it's, it's so annoying when you're trying, when you're on talking to someone about this stuff and someone just randomly, you're not even talking about Bitcoin cash. You're talking about Bitcoin and someone just comes in. Well, what you mean is Bitcoin cash because that's fast, cheap and reliable. Um, like, yeah, if we're on Twitter, I, there's a good chance I'm going to block you <laughs> because you're just not going to offer anything of substance ever. Not ever, but uh, <laughs> at least not right now. But I mean, that's that's just that. That's the same thing as so someone saying, "Well, who's going to build the roads?" Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, we've we've thought about these ideas a lot. We've discussed them a lot. We've got good answers for it. But you know, if it's a new thing and they haven't actually put that much thought into it, they're just I don't know excited about their the thing they found or or like you know whatever. Um, and again, I mean, we don't have to cast these people out. We don't want to cast these people out because if the whole whole point of Bitcoin is that you actually own your own money, we want even people that we don't like to have control over the money. Because if, if we didn't, then if you could, if there was a system of money where the people you don't like can't do what with their money what they want, then the whole thing unravels because you might be the person that someone else doesn't like or another group of people doesn't like. And we so, probably are. Right. And so you, you want people that you think are bad to still have economic dependence, independence, not dependence. <laughs> you want people who you think are bad to still have economic independence so that we could have the market demote and promote people. Yeah. And not have uh, this uh, kind of centralized authority figure um, doing it on our behalf or forcing forcing that issue because they're going to get it wrong most times because they don't have uh, a proper incentive structure. So I mean that's really kind of the basis uh, for how I feel that we should deal with these people. I think that a lot of people who are, uh, you know, just kind of ignorant, eh, whatever. Um, they're kind of going to get pulled along in, in the, the tide because that's how the world works. Uh, and I think it's a good way, a good thing because the market's going to, uh, outstrip the state, uh, in the long run. Agreed. And then for the other people, I mean, uh, even even when someone does something bad, like committing fraud, I think it's I think it's really awful what some of these people are doing. They commit fraud and th they're stealing money from people who they're taking advantage of their ignorance or, or their trust. I think it's really really bad, but I don't want to see that person get like murdered for it. Like, I, I don't want like harm to come to those people. Harm uh, as in like they do more than like pay restitution or something. Um, I just want them to be smacked down uh, a little bit, uh, not physically, but economically and their, uh, and their social standing. So I think the market would do a, a much better job of, uh, of handling that than, than anything else. And, and the reaction might be, well, if you think the market's going to do it, then why are you going around Twitter or on your podcast and, and ripping on people like Roger Veer for being a scammer? Um, why? Cause it's fun. 
Well, it's it is fun, but also, I mean, you can't just say, "Well, the market's going to do it." I mean, we're all players in the market, um, and so that's you. You need people to identify uh, certain things and point certain things out and provide certain services. So, yeah, and I like plus to think I help identify uh, some good actors and and some maybe not so good actors out there. And For here's people. to here's to fifty one percent honest nodes. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's that's one where you're uh, continually twisting words. And uh, even when you're just complete, shown to be completely wrong about something that you just kind of <laughs> do a little twist move to get out of the... Yeah. Do a little gymnastics to get yeah, out of that one. That's an interesting one. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Uh, did you have anything else? Yeah, let's go on to our free market story. Yeah, so we had a uh, golf outing this weekend that we do every year, and this year we were uh, treated to <coughs> the course having a, a new fleet of golf carts. Which was much needed at this golf course. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of an old place, but we love – we love. I, I, I'll speak for myself. I'll but never stop going there. Yeah, I love – it's like very charming that this place is kind of – It's the best place in the world. Yes, yes. I said it. And I don't want it to be like state of the art no, necessarily. It's and our place. Perfect and beautiful. Yeah. It feels like our place. Yes. And uh, we had about these... 60 guys there this, this weekend too. It's, it was a pretty, yeah. it's a pretty big yeah, thing that, the, that we, that I say we run, but you know, that is run with our group of people. Yes. Um, and it's a lot of fun. There and there's probably, there's a lot of people who weren't there this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a big group of potential players. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um I was gonna I was gonna say something, but I don't wanna be mean. Okay. Um no, I'll say it anyways. Now now it's awkward because he's gonna know. Yeah, like maybe Car Campit would come. Oh, that was mean. Yeah. Well, I mean with he would have you do what you want to do, bro. Yeah. Not now. Well, my point is it was it was Car was going to come, but then something came up and it's fine. It's obviously cool. But once I said, like, I want to say something about that because you said it because only like he's the only other person probably in our world that even knows what we're talking about or one of very few people. And so it would have been very obvious who we're talking about. So I just wanted to by me saying the insult. And actually doing it instead of dancing around it to me says that, um, I'm not actually trying to insult you. If that makes sense. Uh, we should probably cut all that out because it was really bad, but I don't like to do any editing. So it's staying in. So right, what's uh, your free market story? Yeah. So they have a new fleet of golf carts and we noticed that they have uh, USB chargers on the golf cart. And uh, which is great because, you know, you're out playing golf for, you know, around typical round of golf hopefully takes about four hours. Usually stuff. longer these days, mm-hmm. um, but, but with, also you're in the middle of nowhere where we're playing, right? And so stranger battery, and also I mean we don't just typically play 18 rounds of golf. It's we do our 18 holes in the morning, come back and eat lunch or something, and then go out and play a nine hole scramble, and then a lot of times we we stay out and play more golf, and sometimes even another nine 
holes yeah. after the nine. Mess it up. Right. Mess around. Play one club. Play alternate shot. Play <laughs> um, whatever. Whatever kind of fun games we come up with. Sure. And so uh, you know, it could be a uh, a ten hour, ten to twelve hour event that you're out playing golf. Um, or not the whole time, but at least not in a spot where you're able to, uh, you know, charge your phone and stuff. So it's really awesome that, you know, you can, you can bring a cord charging cord and be able to plug your phone into that. And when you're done golf, done golfing at the end of the day, no matter how long you've been golfing, that you can, uh, leave with a full battery instead of a, uh, an empty battery. So you uh, you also found something that they improved upon too, Slap. You want I to did. talk about that? Because I didn't even notice it. Yeah. So when if any golfers out there, um, <clears throat> the old golf carts, the roofs of the golf cart would have kind of like a um, almost like a gutter around the outside of the cart, and then there would be a little um, maybe I would call it a drain, but uh, say the walls of the outside of the cart kind of stop, and so it can drain off the back. Well, they put a new drainage system on this. Instead of having that hole in the corner, it's rounded, so it's kind of what, – what, what's the right – you're an engineer. you got to know these terms. It's kind of like a gutter around the outside, so the water will run off to the side and go down toward the back. But in the back, instead of just running off the side and potentially getting your clubs wet or getting you wet when you get out of the cart – and when I say you wet, it's raining, so you're obviously going to get wet, but it's pouring down uh, on that – they have a little drainage system now where there's a drain in the corner and it goes all the way down to the bottom and lets it out underneath the cart so it's not falling off the side of the cart. So a nice little innovation on the golf carts that I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, and what's neat about that is that it's uh, – I would have never thought – or not never, but it's not something that I, you know, playing golf, I'm like, oh, we should – it'd be we should really have, uh, you know, USB chargers on here or a better drainage system on the roof. You might think about it, but I mean, it's not something I mean, a golf cart is it's moving you and your, and your bag golf bags a little bit more efficiently. And that. you know, it's usually most people, although there are some, but you're usually not on your phone the whole time out there. You're out there to play golf, to get away from the phone. At least that's right. how I take golf. So I put my phone in my bag, so I didn't take advantage of the USB ports, uh, but I could have. And when I got done, my battery was because I don't get good service out where we play. So my battery was drained. I didn't turn my phone off. Um, so I could have used it. And it's nice to have it. And someone thought of it. It's a great idea. Yeah. And probably did it with, with technology improving, probably did it at something that was not a huge cost. Correct. As opposed to as what Which it was 10 years ago before. may have been. Right. Well, we see it with cars, um, how they're. Uh, how there's all sorts of innovate cars cost generally the same, but they get all this added, all these added features and technology into them. Like, uh, my, my car is a 2011. I don't have Bluetooth in it. Uh, you probably can't buy a car now that doesn't have Bluetooth. Right. Just because the technology is improved. I remember I'm old enough to remember being in cars that didn't have air conditioning. Right. Or electric windows. You had to physically roll down the window. Roll, rolling down the window, yep. Right. So it, it happens all the time. We see f features and improvements done, and that's only because the uh, the market allocates resources efficiently and improves, improves products and services and makes it cheaper so that they can uh, 
constantly be improving things for things that you didn't even ask for necessarily, but, uh, but would have been cost prohibitive, even if the technology was available. Right. So about the only thing that that wouldn't really apply to is that you're going to have old technology and doing it as, as a tractor because they just last forever and are already perfect. So, um, all right, that's it for the, the free market success story. I want to talk about something else. I brought it up, I think, last week or two weeks ago, uh, that that service pay, P-E-I, yeah. that I talked about. Uh, I did. I talked about it uh, that previous episode and kind of shouldered it a little bit, but then said, like, I ha- actually, actually hadn't used it yet. I just downloaded it to my phone. But I have used it, and I did actually um, transfer some Bitcoin out. And uh, so it does work, and I think it's a pretty neat way to uh, to get some Bitcoin a little bit of the time. So if you're using your credit card and your debit card already, it doesn't hurt to – I mean, if, if you're concerned about getting that information out, that's that's up to you. Uh, but you sign up with your credit card, and uh, based on what you what you charge it with, there's certain vendors out there that uh, – and certain stores that will give you cash back. And you can use that as either uh, – cash as in dollars or uh bitcoin so it's a good way to stack sats do it yeah and use the uh on the show notes page mcflugel.com slash 147 uh you can use the uh, referral code we have there and that gets you i believe that gets us each ten dollars for free uh that they they load up into your account and And if you send me a dm i can send you one so i get the money yeah yeah Who, who do you like better you're slappy. I actually just use Rallos. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, okay. Uh, and again, check out uh, LibertyMugs.com. Buy your mugs. And also, uh, for anyone going to Childerberg, it is this weekend coming up. Are we going to try to record something? Is that, was that still in the works, or is, or is that not happening? Uh, I mean, I'm going to bring down some stuff. I was thinking about only recording locally. I don't know what the internet situation is going to be. Sure. Um, but I think other people are going to bring podcasting equipment, so we might have the ability to, to have people call in. Mm. Well, let me know. Okay. Uh, I'm sure if you can't make Childerberg, that if you follow the people going to Childerberg on Twitter, uh, I'm sure there will be a lot of, of posting about it there. So you can kind of experience it without actually being there and also uh scott horton re reaffirmed that he was going to be there uh, i don't know if you listened to the latest episode of uh pete raymond's episode or a podcast free man beyond the wall he had scott horton on talking about somalia which is a good episode go listen to that and at the end of it scott said uh he was coming again so it's good to get that confirmation cool. from him so it should be a good time had by all uh talk to uh jake from Tasting Anarchy. If you have uh, more questions or concerns or whatever about it, uh, he's at Tasting Anarchy on Twitter. And also there's a at Childerberg uh, Twitter handle. So, all right. Uh, that's all I had, Slappy. Do you have anything else before we sign off? Yet. Okay. Well, now I know that Slappy's a Russian. So, all right. Thank you. I don't know. That was uh, goodbye. Sergey Sergey Thanks yeah. for listening. We'll catch you next week. Light up peace.